0: To Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. The King is coming. Are you watching for him? I'm Tim. And
1: I'm Miss. You know, we rehearse his coming every year. Mm -hmm. Soon it will be the real thing. Let's talk about it.
0: If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltora.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Wisconsin and Switzerland. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you.
0: We're in a very important time of year right now. On the Hebrew calendar, the calendar used in the Bible that is, we're in the month known as Elul. Believers in the Elohim of Israel should know that he has his own calendar and it does not coincide with the Gregorian calendar that we use in today's world. Now, could Elohim use the Gregorian calendar to communicate to his people? Of course, Elohim does as he pleases. But what is also true is that Elohim's people who want to be close to him must learn and adopt his ways, not the ways of this world. And that includes his calendar.
1: Amen. Believers who don't know or acknowledge the Father's calendar may miss important times and meanings that he wrote into his calendar. Just because some particular believers might choose to ignore the Creator's calendar, doesn't make his calendar irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It simply means that those believers have chosen to ignore some of the blessings he has for them and all of us who love him. I urge you to press into understanding everything Jehovah has for you. Don't let the dogma and traditions of men keep you from seeing, in your Bible, the plan of your Elohim. We may talk more about dogma in a future podcast.
0: Miss, I have a great title for that episode. We could call it the dogmas are barking. What do you think?
1: Uh, sounds catchy. <laughs>
0: but let's hang on to that
1: one. And let's let sleeping dogmas lie for now.
0: Oh, boy. Okay, nice one, Mama. Now, talking about these dogmas reminds me of the point I wanted to make. It has to do with the moon. Growing up, I associated the moon with scary things, like angry packs of dogs and wolves howling at the full moon or... Evil creatures of the night getting power from the moon. Somehow, I came to believe that the moon was associated with evil. As it turns out, the moon is part of an immense clock created by Yehovah Elohim. We learn that from the creation story.
1: Mm-hmm. Genesis 1, starting at verse 14, says Elohim said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs, seasons, days and years and let them be for lights in the dome of the sky to give light to the earth and that is how it was Elohim made two great lights the larger light to rule the day and the smaller light to rule the night and the stars Elohim put them in the dome of the sky to give light to the earth to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and Elohim saw that it was good so there was evening and there was morning
0: a fourth day in the calendar of the Bible a new day starts when the Sun goes down the moon tells us how long a month is the moon cycles through what we call phases and phases are the patterns of light on the moon's surface sometimes we can only see a small sliver and other times half of the moon is lit while the other half is dark for a while The entire face of the moon is lit, and about 15 days later, the whole moon is dark. Using the Bible's calendar, we can tell the day of the month by how much and which side of the moon is lit. The moon has nothing to do with evil. It is a blessing, and it is a vital part of Elohim's time clock. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, in Hebrew, the new moon is called Rosh Chodesh.
1: It takes about 29 and a half days for the moon to cycle through each of its phases. When the moon is totally dark, we call that a new moon. The clock resets and we enter into a new month. The amount of time that the moon is totally blacked out can vary. In some months the moon may not be seen for two consecutive nights. That as well as cloudy weather is important to consider especially during the time recorded in the Bible. When Yeshua was on earth, the Rosh Kodesh or new moon was declared based on priests seeing the moon. The uncertainty about when the new moon would be seen is the origin of the saying, no man knows the day or the hour. To this day, our understanding of how ancient Israel identified the new moon is complicated. There is disagreement between some scholars and believers about details, but most seem to agree that pinning down the Rosh Kodesh. And the start of a new month was an extensive process.
0: That's right, miss. That extensive process was important to Israel so that they could know when to celebrate the holy times of Jehovah. In fact, the new moon is mentioned in the scriptures as a special time for the Hebrew people. Numbers 28 and verse 11 says, At each Rosh Kodesh, you are to present a burnt offering to Jehovah consisting of two young bulls, One ram, and seven male lambs in their first year and without defect. This was the Father's instruction to Israel. There are many other references to the new moon. My favorite is found in Isaiah 66, verse 23. It says, And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares Jehovah. This is a prophecy regarding future events. Now, since I know that the day is coming when everyone will worship the Most High Elohim on new moons and Sabbaths, I decided to get with the program now. I don't need to wait until the Messiah comes. Just call me an early adopter.
1: Okay, early adopter. Mm -hmm. When that day comes, no one will be confused or resistant to the worship on the Sabbath and on the new moons. That will be a great day, Daddy. Amen. One of the holy times occurs on the new moon in the seventh month known as Tishri. This holy time is so important that we get a full year of opportunities to practice observing the new moon. Our Elohim wants us to be sure we don't miss this one. It is called Yom Teruah. Yom means day, Teruah means a loud noise, blast or shout. Because it's known for blowing of trumpets, an instrument made from a clean animal's horn, this holy day is commonly known as the Feast of Trumpets. Some Jewish people call it Rosh Hashanah. Tim, uh, will you read Jehovah's instruction for Yom Teruah?
0: Sure. These instructions are in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 23 through 25. They say, Yehovah said to Moshe, tell the people of Israel, in the seventh month, the first of the month is to be for you a day of complete rest for remembering. A holy convocation announced with blasts on the shofar. Do not do any kind of ordinary work and bring an offering made by fire to Yehovah. These are the instructions Elohim gave regarding what we are to do on this day. no work, gather together, hear the shofar or the trumpet being sounded, and bring offerings to Elohim. While these instructions don't seem very extensive, they actually paint a pretty profound picture.
1: This is the picture of the return of the King. Believers are to gather and rehearse at the time when no man knows the exact day or hour. We are to give offerings and hear the shofar. Like many Bible scholars and Messianic believers, Tim and I believe this is a rehearsal for what we read in 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, Verses 51 to 52. It says, Look, I will tell you about a mystery. Not all of us will die, but we will all be changed. It will only take a moment, the blink of an eye, at the final shofar. For the shofar will sound, and the dead will be raised to life forever. And we too will be changed.
0: Amen. You know, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, describes the same event a little differently. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a rousing cry, with a call from one of the ruling angels, and with Elohim's shofar. Those who died united with the Messiah will be the first to rise. Then we who are still alive will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we will always be with the Lord. In both accounts, we have a blast from a shofar, and a group including living and newly resurrected people.
1: Matthew 25 gives us even more insights about what we rehearse on Yom Teruah. First, we see the parable of 10 virgins. They were all asleep when the bridegroom came for them with a loud shout. Five of them had prepared oil for their lamps, so they were ready to light them up and meet the groom. The other five were unprepared, so they missed the wedding. Next, we have a man who trusted his servant with his money while he was away. After a long time, the man returned and wanted to know what each servant did with his money. Two were rewarded for doubling the money that they were given. One was fired for not doing anything with what he was given. This parable hints at the gifts we bring to Jehovah during his holy times. Our gifts come from what he has already given to us, and he expects a return on his blessings.
0: The last parable in Matthew 25 talks about the Messiah separating people into two groups based on their charitable acts. Now in the parable, it took more than simply believing in charity to be identified as a sheep. The king mentions actions, not just beliefs. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill? believe that there may be something to those holy times, but not participate in them?
1: Or would you take the red pill and join with other believers in faith, gathering to hear the shofar on Yom Teruah? Only you can answer that question. Yom Teruah is the first of the three-fall feasts. If you are in covenant with the Elohim of Israel, you can and should participate in His holy times.
0: We spend the time leading up to Yom Teruah in self-examination. If we are aware of sins that we have not dealt with, we do teshuvah. We make amends with the people we offended, we repent before Elohim, and we return to His ways. Check an events calendar for Yom Teruah celebrations near you. Remember, they may be called Rosh Hashanah. Join in if you can. If you want to join us online, email us at redpiltorah at com. We will reply with details and a link so you can join in
1: it's time to get ready for the return of the king just like elohim warned abraham lot and noah he is warning us of judgment to come if you want to be close to him meet him during his holy times well that's all we have for today please review the scriptures we shared and tell a friend to get ready for their meeting with the creator join us next week we will be joined by a very special guest Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where
0: you can handle the truth.